When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today I saved lots of frog spawn again. So I have 100,000 frog eggs all together in just one day. So follow to see this big army of frogs and daily updates. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why Am I. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Speaking of Slate, we're going to share some really delicious <laughs> insider Slate goss. And by delicious, I mean disgusting absolutely foul. So a certain colleague of ours, whose name is definitely not Rachel Hampton, uh, (laughs) recently returned to the office for the first time in a long time. And she's back now, which means, you know, she opened up her desk for the first time and was like, hey, wonder what's in here. She's pulling out t-shirts, she's pulling out papers. And something else. This was my second desk clean out because I was just like, Wonder what's in here? Oh, some union hats? Fun. Let me share those with my coworkers who haven't gotten a chance to get one. And <laughs> what was in the union hats and I shirts? Bl- I feel like you're not delivering this correctly, which is you'd handed out the hats and shirts and I go, wait, <laughs> is that a maggot? <laughs> and I go, no fucking way. And then I look and it is indeed. <laughs> Creepy, crawly, larval, yuck maggot in the union shirt i don't know i can't quite get there with the 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 metaphor that that clearly is but um suffice to say that i immediately dumped everything out of my desk and the prepackaged oatmeal is not safe even though it's closed and you thought that it would be safe because it's packaged um no life finds a way <laughs> be afraid be very afraid okay jeff goldblum <laughs> It found a way, and I can I can only respect it as I hose down my desk in bleach. <laughs> See, I told you, fun insidery slate gossip. Mm-hmm. That's what you're missing. Subscribe to Slate Plus here in the Slate Brooklyn office. <laughs> <laughs> that's not actually what we're talking about on the show today. Uh, mostly because I can't say the word maggots any more times before <laughs> feeling ill. Uh, on the show today, we're actually opening up the mailbag for an episode of Red Receipts. Read receipts. I want to see the receipts. It's been a while since we've opened the red receipts bag, so there could be you-know-what's in there. I hope none of you mailed us maggots. <laughs> uh, to our knowledge, nobody did. And instead, what we've got are great questions from our listeners about all things internet. We have questions about, and this one's kind of gross, frog eggs, uh, something called vabbing, and uh, the one, the only, Christy Carlson Romano is back. I'm so excited for one of those things. Hey, Rachel, when did we go to the moon? Did we go to the moon? We'll be back to answer all of those questions after a quick break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back. Um, first on our list, we're going to get the gross out of the way. Frog eggs? This question is from Twitter user at It's Beyblade. At It's Beyblade asks... I think there's someone on TikTok who rescued literally 1.4 million frog eggs, and now they're all hatching. They have nearly a million frogs hopping all over their yard. People are duetting them to explain this is ecologically disastrous. I'm living for it. But I can't parse the situation as a whole. And also, I have no idea if this is actually a trend or just some weird TikTok niche the algorithm has put me in. (laughs) You know who's also living for it? The The, frogs? The 1.4 million frogs! (laughs) (laughs) But not the conservation biologists, because this is indeed ecologically disastrous. Let's get into it. So this question is referring to the TikTok at Thin Frog. It's an account that launched in February of this year, and it features a person who purports that they're somewhere in the UK who found a puddle full of frog eggs, took them home with him, and then put them in a pond in their backyard that they built, all in an effort to build a frog army. This is Frog Spawn. And for the past day, I've been saving them from drying up and moving them out of polluted places. And look at that little jiggle. I find it very satisfying. I feel the need to describe what is actually happening here. Imagine a hand dipping into some mucky water and coming up absolutely covered with little wriggling tadpoles. No, I will not imagine it. You cannot make me. You're right. It's America. I can't make you do anything. But <laughs> I, I feel the need to create this mental image because it is truly one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. So, Ed Thin Frog has been tracking the progress of the frog growth, which the frog has grass. been exponential. It's led to a backyard filled with what I can only describe as the beginning scene of a biblical plague because <laughs> it is horrifying. Here's one of the most recent updates, which was back on June 21st. Take it away, then frog. Someone told me one of the neighbors have left because I have one point for million tiny frogs. Well, at least I have frogs now because I was never allowed a pet frog when I was a kid. Next year, one will build a giant pond for 10 million plus frog eggs. The neighbor was correct, I would like to say. This is just disgusting. Sorry, natural selection's a real thing. What happens next? The very last update on the frog army came on July 3rd. Um, turns out most of the frog army has escaped. The army is deserting, is from, okay. what, I'm, from what I'm understanding. I respect the frog impulse to escape the military-industrial complex, but this seems bad. Oh, without a doubt. And the it gets worse because at Thin Frog is now asking in the comments what they should make an army of next. The options are snakes, 
Fish. Newt. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you mentioned at the beginning that this is not just gross if you're not into things that hop, uh, but also potentially very bad environmentally. Why is that? Um. Well, I don't really know what environment can sustain 1.4 million frogs. But also, I'm not a biologist, as we have. Not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a biologist. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. But you know who is? A TikToker who has the handle of, I shit you not, at Froggy Biologist. This TikTok comes from the end of May, and they're explaining exactly why this frog relocation was a huge mistake, and it's not just because it's disgusting. So this guy thinks he's building a frog army. A few days ago, I collected frog spawn out of a puddle drying up. I'm planning to create the biggest frog army. So right there, you already messed up by just going out there and randomly collecting frogs. You don't know if they're invasive species that you're trying to raise and build an army out of, which again is also kind of a big ego trip. This could also be a protected species that needs special permits to handle because they're rare and endangered. You could be messing things up. Okay, I'm team froggy biologist already. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in. Same. I mean, it... Again, one of the biblical plagues was frogs. So I really don't feel like there's much we need to explain about why this is wrong. Like, <laughs> did none of you see the most recent Jurassic Park movie? Did none of you watch The Prince of Egypt? What more do you need? Hans Zimmer's finest work. Oh my God. There can be miracles. Oh my God. That soundtrack is immaculate. Anyway, the frog army is actually incredibly not the only time this has happened in recent history. Rachel, would you like to attempt to say that sentence again in a way that is uh, <laughs> subject noun agreeing? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Incredibly, the frog army um, follows a similar incident. Did I ever think there could be a well, similar incident to a frog army? No. And yet, what other armies life are finds there? a way. No. <laughs> Jeff, what other armies are out there? <laughs> Um, in April, a TikTok user by the handle of at Arkslow decided to create what they called the Ladybug Raid. <laughs> Frog Army Ladybug Raid. Honestly, I will give it to these people. They're good at the branding. They are. And what Arkslow did or claimed to have done is release 100 million ladybugs in Central Park. How do you... That. That's why the claim is very important because I have no idea. Neither do fucking frog general or ladybug admiral. They have no idea how many they've unleashed onto the environment. All they know is that it was it got them views and it worked. Okay, Dr. Malcolm, how many views are we talking? All right, so frog general has two million followers. Ladybug man racked up 42 million views on their most popular video. This, of course, means that in the comments of these videos, they have hinted, I would suggest, threatened to meet up. And God knows what will happen then. Literally, God knows. I'm sure it's a part of the biblical plagues. Not a ladybug frog alliance. It's like if the fucking street rats and the pigeons met up and decided to... Shh, don't give them any ideas. Oh, they've already had it. The only reason they're not it's currently the roaches coming... won't get on board. Exactly. In case you need us to spell it out, don't fucking release millions of anything <laughs> into the wild. Unless it's like happy thoughts. But a conservation biologist interviewed by The Guardian said quite literally that the stunts made her cringe. And not just because it's gross, but because these TikTok users are actually hurting the animals they're releasing. And she says that they're creating a vector for disease and invasive species and could even be driving the species into extinction. And I don't know about 
everyone else, but I've kind of had enough of, like, zoonotic illnesses. <laughs> to answer your question at its Beyblade, if you go by the law of threes, this is not a trend yet. The yet makes me want to cry. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week we've got Locust. Locust Captain. <laughs> Alrighty, well that was disgusting and I'm glad it's out of the way. Uh, next up we have a significantly less slimy question. Skip or at Melangay on Twitter sent us this message. Who the hell is Young Gravy? Like why did he and his fans just come out of nowhere? Anyway, I saw someone say he looks like a yossified Ed Sheeran and now I can't unsee it. So please help, why is TikTok obsessed with yossified Ed Sheeran? Okay, number one, at Melon Gay. Thank you so much for the phrase, Yossified Ed Sheeran. All right, Rachel, Young Gravy. Oh, God. Why Why am I explaining all the terrible things on this show? Okay, because Young Gravy's I'm not as bad. Because I'm older than you, and so I'm only familiar with Elder Gravy, and uh, that's not the question at of hand. Of course. Who could forget Elder Gravy? Um, Young Gravy is a white rapper. I I don't really feel like there's much more to say beyond that, but I will continue to say things. His most famous song is Mr. Clean. Gravy make a splash like Pippin Shit, that's nothing Splash Everybody call me Big Pimpin No, I ain't bluffing I'm with your mom in the kitchen Making blueberry muffins Must be Thanksgiving I mean, I'm here for the Mr. Sandman sample Same, same, great sample And the thing is, it's a catchy beat I'm not gonna lie Can I stop myself from doing a little head bob? No and it's also certified platinum. That song Wait. is certified platinum. Yeah, that's that song is certified I'm gonna platinum. I'm going to assume the answer here is TikTok. SoundCloud. Mm. First blew up on SoundCloud in 2017. Mm. But Young Gravy has gotten a huge TikTok boost. I'm sure you're going to recognize this next song. It's called Oops. I'm talking about, talking about Tracy? No, 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 no. You mean like, like Tracy with the ass? Tracy with the, with the Honda? Yeah. Well, oops, baby, fuck up on your bitch like oopsie baby. Okay, yes, I I do in fact know that one. That one's been all over TikTok. It came out in 2020. So this is the kind of music that Young Gravy puts out. Young Gravy's real name is not Young Gravy. It's Matthew Raymond Howry, and he's 26 years old. He's actually born just a few days after me. Wow. Look at our respective lives. Anyway, Young Gravy's a bit of a satirist, as noted by the fact that his name is Young Gravy. He's he's very much in on the joke. You can tell by his music that he is not trying to be Eminem. He, I think, recognizes that he's a white rapper. You know, there's power in that. There is. Clearly, he's powerful. <laughs> his music's fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed both of those things you just played for me. He's also really, really good at TikTok, where he has like 5 million followers, I think, and has this long-running bit that is very much encouraged by him. That he's an absolute MILF hunter, just fucking, fucking loves fucking, fucking moms. <laughs> okay, you guys wanted the long version? Well, here you go. Here's what's happening on Mom Talk. Young Gravy is single. Young Gravy is six foot eight. Young Gravy's in Birmingham. Looking for a mate. Where the moms? So back to the original question. Yes. The simping. Um, I mean, listen, it's honestly pretty simple. He's a decently attractive white guy with a not insignificant level of charisma. There's something magnetic about him. I'm 
thinking kind of in the model of Jack Harlow. Kind of funny, kind of goofy, very much is part of the joke. And he's also over six foot, and that's I think that's all it takes. Thanks, Gavel. All right, case closed. We're going to take a quick break to file a paperwork with the courts. But when we come back, we've got Christy Carlson Romano, not the real one. I think I've made that joke before, but she's still not coming on the show. In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, I see why my guys. If you love our podcast, then consider subscribing to Slate Plus. It means you'll get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. It also means you'll be supporting our show directly. ICYMI would not be possible without your support. And Slate Plus really helps us keep the uh, wild and wacky going over here. You'll get bonus segments or extra episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Political and Culture Gab Fest, Slate Money, Mom and Dad are Fighting, all that good stuff. Plus unlimited reading on the Slate website, access to every article and advice column we have here at Slate without ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash ICYMI plus to sign up. That's slate.com slash ICYMI plus. And we're back with Christy Carlson Romano, except as we have said before, she's not actually here. What we do have is an email from listener Evan with one of the best subject lines I think we've ever read. Yes. Uh, weird Instagram ad I got. And here's the voicemail he attached with it. Hey, I see why am I. I was scrolling through Instagram last week and I got a Pfizer ad advertising the booster shots that was hosted by Christy Carlson Romano, which, of course, she's all over the Internet these days. But when I looked at the ad, I noticed it said cameo in the top left corner. Did Pfizer just buy a cameo from her and make it an ad? I would love to hear what exactly is going on here. Evan, thank you so much. All right, Rachel, what's going on here? So the screenshot that Evan sent us features none other than CCR. He did not lie to us. If you don't know who Christy Carlson Romano is, she is a former Disney Channel star of Even Stevens fame and now currently YouTube fame. Wow, the Kim Possible erasure. But yes, continue. We had a great episode about her in October where we talked to Vanity Fair staff writer Chris Murphy about what it was like interviewing her. And he had a, he had a time, from what I understand. <laughs> Look, she's looking great. She's living her life. And apparently she's doing Pfizer spawn through Cameo? Yes. Uh, Mad Libs, I'd never expected to happen. And yet here we here we are. In this screenshot that Evan sent us, which I believe is a screenshot of a video, you see CCR's face and then next to her, her name, and then under her name, the Pfizer logo. The caption reads, first she taught us about the moon landing. Now, Christy Carlson Romano has something to say about COVID-19 vaccines and boosters. Hello, everybody. It's me, Christy Carlson Romano, the girl who taught you about the moon landing. Well, today I wanted to chat about something else. Did you know that getting your booster is the best way to prevent severe illness and hospitalization from COVID-19? Now this is the part where you imagine that I'm just sang you all a wonderful song about how important boosters are and you remember it forever and you sing it to all your friends. I'm just here to remind you to get yours now. It only takes a couple of minutes. Have an amazing day and stay safe. 
we went to the moon in 1969, <laughs> not 1968, but the year. At- okay, she's not kidding. That song just wedged into the medulla oblongata or something. And she's also not wrong. Get your fucking booster. <laughs> Evan has pointed out a really fascinating expansion of Cameo's business here. It is so wild that this is happening. Cameo for the Uninformed is a platform where you can pay a celebrity like Christy Carlson Romano or like a real housewife. Or I actually think at some point you could pay somebody from the Trump administration. Any member of any season of Cheer on Netflix. Yes. To say pretty much anything you want. They will send you a happy birthday message. They will tell you, yes, girl, get that promotion. They will quit your job for you. I have seen someone use a Cameo to quit their job, and it was phenomenal. (laughs) Cameo was launched in 2016, and since then has become, I would say, the primary way that people cash in on their 10 minutes internet fame. Do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, and I usually I'm like, yes, get it. It is sort of interesting to me that the Cameo business model is expanding in this way because Cameo had a huge pandemic blow up when suddenly Mm -hmm. like all of us were trapped at home and the C-list of celebrities no longer Mm -hmm. had any way to make money and didn't have A-list money to uh, hang out on. Uh, But the thing about Cameo that I'm thinking about watching this video is they recently um, let go of a large amount of what they called the Cameo Famio. Your employees are not your Famio. Uh, (laughs) So it's interesting to me to see the ways they're trying to diversify revenue streams over there. Yeah, so according to the website copy, Cameo for Business is all about... Unlocking the power of celebrity for high-performing creative solutions. I mean, if Christy Carlson Romano ends the pandemic... Oh, I'm here for reboot it. Reboot Kim Possible. Give her the Kim Possible reboot. Give her a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but through Cameo Business, you and your small business, or Pfizer, uh, can create... <laughs> Scroll-stopping marketing videos. Scroll-stopping. Host next-level events and increase engagement with your customers and employees. Their solutions are fast, cost-effective, and give you access to 45,000-plus celebrities. That's This is wild to me because celebrity deals with brands and companies are usually something that involve, like, lawyers and accountants and other shit that me and Madison are not famously <laughs> biologists <laughs> all of the above right it's this is a good one right or at least one I agree with and doesn't make me like cringe celebrity endorsing a safe and effective mm-hmm. vaccine great not hard to imagine a world where a different celebrity is mm-hmm. slinging for something else I am just fascinated about what the celebrity end of this looks like. I'm sure they approve everything that comes their way, but are they actually kind of getting screwed in any way? And that brand deals, I would assume, usually come with more money than would come with the cameo. I don't know. I have to imagine the rates are different. At any rate, Evan, thank you for pointing us out. We can't picture any way in which this could possibly turn out badly. Nope. It's going to be great. Great, great society and advancement. Next up, Kenny G performing at your next uh, work retreat. All right, Rachel, I have I have one for you. It's my turn. I'm so excited. I feel like I've just been unleashing terrible things into your life. <laughs> my turn. Oh, no. Repeat after me. No. Vabbing. <sighs> what is that? <laughs> we're here and we're vabbing. Are we? No, we're not, but we are vabsplaining. Okay. That's V-A-B-B-I-N-G. Shout out to at SVU Podcast who brought this nightmare trend into our feed. I also have questions about your username, but I also more importantly have questions. Oh! (laughs) 
They actually brilliantly have conned us into doing free advertisement for their podcast. Brilliant! Okay, never mind. All right. So, Madison, what is vapping? Vagina dabbing. I know what those two words mean individually. I don't know if I can quite get to what they mean together. I mean, it might actually be better than what you're thinking, or maybe worse, I guess, depending on where your brain has gone. My brain isn't going anywhere. It's literally just (laughs) static right now. I cannot tell you how little I understand what's happening. It's just like some Muzak and Mm -hmm. a single tumbleweed like rolling through your head. And a question mark. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, so vabbing is using vaginal fluids as perfume. Something, something, pheromones, attraction, something, something. We're not biologists, as we've mentioned. Is this like when, what was that celebrity that sold a candle that smelled like their... What was that celebrity? Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Anyway, if you want a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's... You can say it. (laughs) I've said it like seven times. (laughs) Vagina. (laughs) Go to goop.com. That's not sponsored. (laughs) Special thanks to Hannah Jackson over at The Cut, who kindly created a vabbing timeline, which saved me hours of my one, you know, precious life. There's enough information that it requires a timeline? Vabbing? Vabbing's been going on for years. No! So Jackson dates the origins back to a 2018 episode of the Secret Keepers Club podcast, which is a podcast hosted by comedians Carly Aquilino and Emma Willman. I want to read one email first and foremost that I got today on my way here. I was sitting on the train. Perfect timing. And... The title is, This Podcast Changed My Sex Life. So in an early episode, you two told a story. About and your it was about a guy who used his balls <gasps> sweat no. as cologne, which then inspired... No. Which then inspired another <laughs> listener to give the practice that would later be dubbed vabbing a go. Of course, I've told all my girlfriends about the story because I can't not tell everyone my business, especially when I think it's hilarious. And now they've it. all tried it slash started doing it and had similar experience with it. Now it's a thing and we've named it vabbing, vagina dabbing. What do you get out of this practice? <laughs> Uh, There have been a couple more twists and turns in the Vabbing saga over the years. Most of them involve a podcast host named Sean Boudram, who self-describes as a, quote, intimacy expert and has written and spoken at length about Vabbing. You have not told me what this does yet. (laughs) What is the purpose of Vabbing? It's supposed to make you smell attractive. Wouldn't the pheromones already exist on your skin? I don't know. We're not biologists. God damn it. (laughs) So why is this a thing now if it's been around since 2018? Basically what I'm asking is why are you making me find out about this? Rachel, you know there's only one answer to that question on this podcast. It is, in fact, the clock app, TikTok. So in June, at Old Loser in Brooklyn, whose real name is Mandy Lee, posted a now-deleted TikTok hyping up vabbing. Basically, uh, the bend and snap is out, says Mandy Lee, and vabbing is in. If you vab, you will attract people like a day, a one night stand, or you'll just get free drinks all night. Elle Wood should have been teaching vabbing instead of the bend and snap. It's more effective. And you're just going to have to hear me out. Trust me. Get up there. Give them a swipe. You don't have to be like fresh out of the shower clean, but relatively clean. Dab, vab, behind the ears, on the wrists, maybe a little on the neck. I don't know what they're putting in pheromone perfume, but it can't replicate your own smell and your own personalized chemicals. Proceed with caution because it works. I mean, it has a 98% success rate of getting a man's attention. Why are we acting like getting a man's attention is that hard? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, great point. I Rachel. don't think we need to do a little swipe to get a man's attention. All you need to do is like be breathing. So I, you don't even really need to be doing that. Ew, Rachel. Listen, that's dark. Tinder has broken me. <laughs> so a little note. Uh, the Cut talked to Dr. Jen Gunter, who is oh, a sex-positive fave uh, of ours. Uh, and Dr. Gunter said, you should skip hitting the VAB if you have hepatitis B because it can actually live on surfaces for a while. Good to know. The more you know. Thank you, Dr. Gunter. Does this work? I thought you'd never ask. Uh, science says probably not, but if it works for you, it's pretty harmless, so go forth. Just wash your damn hands first and after also wash your hands constantly it's 2022 please don't give yourself a uti trying to attract a man it's not (laughs) worth it all right i think that's enough on vabbing it was enough five minutes ago (laughs) all right uh our final question comes from at toby barada who writes what happened to get Anne frank benefiting from white privilege trending on twitter nope Nope. End of the episode. Not touching that with a 10-foot fucking pole. Nope. We're out. We're out. Toby, unfortunately, we are all out of time. Goodbye. Maybe next time. Leave Anne Frank alone. Seriously, to everybody listening, do, in fact, be like Toby and continue to send us your most unhinged questions. Toby, thank you. We're sorry to put you on blast. We do truly appreciate every single one of you who uh, throws something wild into our mailbag. No maggots, though, please. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. This is the best way to never miss an episode, so never miss us digging deep into our mailbag to answer your most unhinged questions. Please leave a five-star rating and review at Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell your frog army about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us all your unhinged questions. You can also always email them to us at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and me, Madison Malone-Kircher. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or at the Frog Pond. Can't spell young gravy without you in it. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're never allowed to make fun of me for a pun ever again. At least mine land. (laughs) With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. 
but there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. 